Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy. Industry's hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse. And we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hawksoft. God, I love Hawksoft. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm uh, very happy to be doing this today. <laughs> Guys, we are broadcasting live from the Kalahari Beach Resort. I shouldn't have said beach. I don't know why I added that to it. But the Kalahari Resort in Round Rock, Texas. That's some oceanfront property. Don't That's you? it. We are here for the Hawksoft Conference. Uh, probably the biggest insurance conference that I have ever attended, Bradley. Uh, for those of you that follow the podcast, uh, today is my day number 16 back from hip surgery. And when I checked into the lobby at the at the resort here they said well since you've only been out of surgery for 14 days we want to put you as far away from the conference as we absolutely can <laughs> so i actually need a tram from my room to get to the conference so that has been interesting I, but uh i'm disappointed that we did not podcast from the hospital room <laughs> actually uh there were thoughts about doing something Burt Kreischer style as I was going under about listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. I thought about trying to do that, but I did have my phone that with me. That could have gone so wrong so oh, so fast. many ways, so many ways. <laughs> Bradley, we, uh, you know, it's been a while since you and I have been together. It feels like months. Uh, what's been going on with you past month or so since the last time we were together? Building a house, hiring people at the agency, just yeah, a little bit of everything. 
I, we've got a lot going on as well. I am glad to be off of pain medication, able to think clearly because we've got so much going on at our agency right now. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to kind of be back in the swing of things. But, guys, we've got a great show for you today and a couple of great guests that I want to bring on the podcast now with us today. And I apologize if I seem like I'm out of air. I don't know if it's uh, post-surgery and just not having my wind back or what, but our first guest today is a guy that I think we've met before a couple of times. I know you've been to the One City World Tour. He is uh, originally from Apple Valley, California, and he currently resides in Payson, Utah. He is married to the beautiful Amanda, and they have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five beautiful babies. Uh, Braden, shout out to you, Braden, age 20. Jessica, age 18. Isaac, age 16. Brooklyn, age 14. And Noah, age 9. Guys, one of these days, you're going to listen to this podcast, and you are going to be so proud of your daddy and what he's accomplished. Uh, he's done a lot in his life. And I think uh, if you'll do me a favor, Braden, you'll probably listen to this. Uh, go up and hug his neck for me and tell him how much you love him. He attended Utah Valley University, and he is a second-generation agency owner and co-founder of Keystone Insurance Services with locations in Orem and Payson, Utah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first-time guest on the IGP, Mr. Brent Thurman. How are you, Brent? Doing so well. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Dude, a pleasure to have you here. Before we get started, and I've got a lot of questions for you today, I also want to bring on the man of the hour. He's a little bit of a rock star here at this event. Uh, been on the show in the last few months, but I wanted to bring him on today as well. President and CEO of Hawksoft. Mr. Paul Hawkins. How are you, Paul? Hey, I am fantastic. <laughs> Can't get much better, can you? Oh, man, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Paul, Paul, you've put on a fantastic event here. I said earlier, biggest insurance event that I've ever been to. I think that it says a lot about the people that you have at Hawksoft. The cu I've always talked about your customer service, but... I've heard a lot of people here talk about this as one of the best insurance events they've ever been to. So, congratulations, man. Thank you. It yeah. all has to do with my people. Yeah. It's, I've, I've just I've, I've been able to surround myself with some of the very, very best people. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something interesting. I don't even know that you saw it happen. We were getting ready here, and I spilled my water. And so I needed to clean it up. And... I was walking over here to get uh, a napkin, and a dude met me with a napkin, and he's, uh, it was, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jeff. Jeff. It was Jeff. Jeff White. Jeff White. And he, he met me and said, I saw from across the room, you spilled your water, here's a napkin. <laughs> and I looked at Paul, and I said, do you cover that in training? Locks off customer service. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, uh, from the time I went to the first Hawksoft conference to today, a lot has changed, and a lot's the same. Uh, you guys have the lab out there. I was there this morning for about an hour just going through some things that I wanted to learn. Um, you have all the breakout sessions. I know Bradley and I are going to be doing a breakout session this afternoon. It's very user-oriented, this conference is. And 
and I don't want to steal your thunder, but it seems like whatever thing you want to learn about, there's an opportunity for you here. Yeah, this, our conference, and I, and I, I really point this out to my people, that this conference is about the user. Right. It's not about Hawksoft. Right. It's about the user. Absolutely. Brent, you and I have got a lot to talk about today. You know, I've always been very transparent with podcast listeners about whatever's going on in my life, whether it's, you know, an employee stealing the money or hip surgery or whatever it may be. And we lost an account manager last week, left us, went to another agency. Hey, y'all, everybody's having a great lunch and hope and Mike Stromso, interrupts. Mike Stromso, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear him, he is decided to announce the winner at his booth. But anyway, let's listen in. Let's let's see who won. The winner of the trip to Hawaii for 14 days. Scott Howell. Scott Howell. But you have to swim there. Yeah, you got to swim there, though. It's okay. It's okay. That's pretty good. What is it? In the garage. That's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, Brent, we lost a, a team member last week. And one of the things that I've been talking about that, that you and I spoke briefly about, I, I always ask our guests on this podcast before they come on, what are you the best at? What do you feel like you're the best at? And I know that's a, that's kind of a hard question because a lot of people are so humble. They're like, well, I don't know if I'm the best at anything. But Not only that, but they have to wear a lot of hats, and so you got to yeah. engage. One thing I've been thinking a lot about the past couple of weeks is team building. And, you, you know, I asked you that question. You said, I think I'm probably the best at team building. Talk to our audience a little bit about team building, the, obviously the importance of team building, what you've learned over the years relative to doing it the right way to, to build a, a great team. Yeah, I appreciate it. The Being second generation agency owner is interesting too because you have a lot of example and things that you've learned from whoever it was, your uncle or your dad or aunt, whatever it is that had the agency. And traditions you decide to carry over and traditions you don't. When we started, so it was co-founded by my dad and I in Utah for my branch. The original agency was bought by my brother, and so we kind of split off, and he's still running. My other brother's in Nevada. Three of us are all running agencies separately. I noticed you said on your bio, you said second-generation owner, first-generation book. book. Really, yeah. Right, right. So that explains that, yeah. So, and But he gave us a huge head start, and it's only been because of him that, that I was able to get my start in it. But at first, you're just bread to the table. You need to put, you need to make the, make the donuts, like you say, and and make it happen and so you're focused on that and then you're kind of focused on marketing it goes through different iterations and then you focus on profitability and get excited about it and recently we've been really excited about agency culture retention how to build a team and surround yourself with good people and it's been right. kind of a struggle and so it's uh i'll tell you a story we in december i noticed a team member and they were kind of fallen by the wayside in numbers we do weekly numbers for how many calls they've taken and how many activities they've had in Hawksoft. Hawksoft's really good at reporting. 
so we can pull those those numbers easy. And they, they had just gotten disengaged. They totally got disengaged. Yeah, the numbers were less than half what everybody else right. was. And, and she's a remote employee and a good employee. She was actually in our agency for three or four years. We wanted to keep her. And so we kept her as a licensed agent who's here in Texas, even though we're, we're based in Utah still. And I had a conversation with her and I said, this is just a safe place. We've noticed a trend. What's going on? Like, I need to, you to tell me what is going on. And after about 10 or 15 minutes, sometimes it takes some time for them to really tell you. But right. she, she said, honestly, I've just been struggling with this or that, personal stuff. And I realized I kind of get paid the same whether I bust my butt or not. I'm having a hard time. And some might kind of react that way and, and get pissed, you know, like, hey, we need to get rid of this person or whatever. But over the next week, I was I was doing some deep thinking about yeah, it. Self-reflection. Yeah, like, why, why is this happening? And I realized that the comp structure that we had really allowed for stuff like that to happen. And we started doing some team meetings with, with some team managers that are in our agency and deciding how do we change all of that. And so we came up with a different comp structure, introduced it, we did unlimited PTO. I know I've heard you talk about it, Bradley, which was kind of a big, like gave me the heart flutters, like is this gonna be a big step or not? It's actually been great. And, and they started to realize like they really were gonna get comped based on their performance. That's always easy to do when it's a commission only structure. Sure. And ours is not. All of our team people are really inside sales, inside service, inside everything. I do all the marketing outside, or at least have it marketed in a way that they can answer the phone and help the customers and be there for them. So it's not as easy as saying, hey, you're going to get 50% commission or something like that. And so, you know, in that situation, we lowered the base and increased bonuses based on certain metrics. And so you can do that with your sales team or whatever. But I think in addition to that, making sure that your team is engaged and bringing them into team meetings, that that's really, really meaningful. And making sure we did a quick webinar with the Hawksoft, some of the Hawksoft team a few weeks ago, it's still available on the Hug website, that uh, talked about staff meetings and how to engage your staff and actually letting them build the agenda for the staff meeting every week based on what's going on. So we use Trello, but you could use Slack or whatever it is and put tools there so that they can actually put things on the staff meeting to talk about. And these aren't carrier increases. These are things more in detail with their job in specific. So giving them a mouthpiece. You know, one thing I've found is agents, producers, you know, you, you know, you can, there, there's a gauge, a metric there for a producer, uh, weekly, daily, monthly, you can see, you know, we have access to be able to tell what they're selling. We can talk about production or activity. It seems a lot harder to wrap your arms around account managers slash CSRs where it is a little harder to gauge. Keep a pulse on them. Yeah, keep yeah. a pulse on them. What are your thoughts it's, on it's that? It's hard to, it, it, merit-based pay for CSRs exactly. can, can be difficult Exactly, sometimes. yeah. I mean, you can do a lot of things with producers to, yeah. you know, give a kicker, but, do a kicker or, you know, whatever. But, but that's a good, I mean, I think a lot of agency owners in your shoes might would react negatively to that account manager bringing that up like that. Right. But, I think it's kind of indicative of the type of person you have. And I think it's a good, yeah. like, for them to want to, hey, I'll, if I work harder, I want to make more money. Yep. Not, I want to make more money and not work hard, yeah. which is what a lot of folks deal with. And the next month, we rolled it out. And of course, everyone was excited about unlimited PTO. And then the next yeah. staff meeting, they're like, wait a second. We realized if we don't come to work, like, you're, our pay just got cut. We're giving ourselves a pay cut. But right. Everybody on the team. Which is how it works for you. If they yeah. Don't show it. yeah, seriously. Yeah, we get that. <laughs> 
Um, everybody actually got a pay increase. And nice. the next month was our record-setting month in terms of production wow. and efficiencies and things like that. So it's been good. It's been easier to roll out with the producers, like you said. Yeah. Um, that's a metric that's easier to do. But I have a team member, and you could use a VA. A lot of people use VAs for this to track the weekly numbers, graph them. Basically, have snapshots every single week. So we do most inbound calls, most outbound calls, most tasks in Hawksoft, most logs, you know, suspenses closed, what were they? And then they're graphed out. And so I could go back in time a year or whatever and kind of see trends. And that's actually how we spotted this team member because we noticed her numbers all of a sudden went from here way down to here right. for a couple of weeks. And then we had that conversation. Yeah. Well, it's important too, I think, for culture, like one of the, to, and I'm gonna, actually going to talk about this later today, this afternoon, is people want to feel heard even if you don't do the thing, like, like they just want to feel heard. Yep. You don't have to really do what they want, you, what they, you know, what yep. their opinion is. They just want to feel heard, and they want to feel safe. Yeah. They want to feel like right. They're in a safe place in terms of you're going to have their back if there's a client issue. In terms of you're not just going to, as Scott would say, eat a bad piece of pizza one day and fire them. Like they right. want to feel safe at work. And I think those two things are really important for these types of situations. Yeah, and on, on the team meetings that we do, that's we try and give them that mouthpiece. Now, honestly, not everything that they put on there has always made it to the meeting because sometimes I'm like, you know what, we need to table this because we're not ready to talk about this or we need to look into this before we present it. But usually we'll actually turn that item over to that team member during the staff meeting. So we, I try, I don't ever conduct the meeting. I have a manager conduct it so that I can actually be in tune with the team more so than running the meeting. But they don't even really conduct it in a way because they go through the agenda items and they'll say, hey, it looks like Karen put this item on there. It looks like a good thing. Take it away, Karen. What's your problem with it? She'll actually present it to the team. Or if we have testimonials on how things are working, they actually present it to the team. And so this is coming from them. So it really does feel more like a team effort instead of, hey, we're going to have a team meeting. Everybody listen to me. I've noticed even in my own staff that if you have the CSR or the product support person talking and that way they're listening. If the boss is talking, it's wah, 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 wah. Yeah, there's a, a image that I, I showed to them and when we talked about team meetings before, I put it on the screen and it's a, a person in front of the computer typing away and he has a blindfold across. And I said, this is why meetings suck sometimes because this person could be the attendee listening and they're just like checked out, but it also could be the person that builds the agenda and is conducting the meeting because they're totally blind to what matters to everybody else that's actually there. Because they, they, it's easy to build the agenda on what's what's important to the agency owner, what's on my mind, what do I want you guys to focus on instead of actually coming from the team and engaging back and forth that way. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, 
profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.acfree.org, and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Do you have thoughts, feelings, and this this rolls into team building. And Paul, I'd like to hear your take on this as well. One area I also think that my agency we could improve on is team building exercises, whether it's, you know, uh, doing something together after hours or a Saturday or going bowling or or whatever outside the office. Do you have things like that that you do with your team or yeah, How does that work? We, we do two a year, two organized events a year, and it's usually summer and fall. Uh-huh. And they're team building, so we're in Utah, Sundance Resort. We've done it a couple of years up there, but we'll get together. And I actually, we'll do one team building thing, uh, either jewelry making or some people want massages, and we'll do zip lining dinner together, and then we'll kind of come together and do, um, what would you say, awards? Not awards, but recognitions right, right, on, right. on people that have been excelling. We introduced plaques this last year. I wanted to show you a picture of it, but... I, I kind of want to, especially our veterans, like we have some that have been with us 12, 13 years, and it's kind of nice for the rest of the staff to see that they've been there for 12 or 13 years right. and they're still happy. And so we have their plaque and we have kind of a 3D awesome. on how many policies they've written. It has their name across the top. It doesn't say It says Keystone Insurance in little letters on the bottom, but it says like Jason Rivera. So you do this for, each, for the top performers or each performer? So each everybody, producer. once they've been there one year, everybody gets a plaque with their name on it and then they get to build additional items. So there's some things we want them to be, in our agency, we call them certified in, in Hawksoft, like hotkeys or something like that. So when they become a hotkeys expert, they actually get a thing to put on their plaque and they build this plaque out. I'll show you a picture of it, it's pretty cool. But That's a psychological thing. I think a lot of the, the bigger captive companies do really well that, that you don't hear, like I really like that. Like you don't hear of a lot of people on the independent side of the industry doing the plaques and the, like I really like that. Yeah, you almost, uh, from an agency owner perspective, and, and I think, Bradley, you and I have had this conversation, you don't want to put a pl- bunch of carrier plaques on your wall. You, I don't do that either. So it kind of, I think to us sometimes, maybe has a negative connotation. Yeah. We keep them in a drawer 
And then when we know that carrier rep's coming, we get it out and put it on the sure. coffee. Sure. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, but no, we don't keep carrier plaques out because, uh, I mean, now we'll keep awards. Right. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff, because I think customers, to some degree, would appreciate that. Not that we see many customers in the office, but, you know, I want to brand us. I don't want, right. the, you know, the carrier, you know, plaque wall, sure. with, you know, so, 50 different insurance carriers on it. From a team building standpoint, Paul, I was telling my bunch the other day, we have a a standing 10 a.m. staff meeting call that we do on Wednesdays. But one thing I was telling them, our agency offices are spread out so far. That's another deterrent to being able to do a lot of team building together because, you know, we got one agency office in Michigan. And I know you're kind of faced with the same thing. Right before we got on, you were like, we've got so many employees. We've got in, what, 21 states, I believe? Yep, 21 it's, states. It, it's hard wow. to get every. I mean, yeah. I guess technically this is a – team building thing for Hawksoft, this conference. Yeah. Well, when, right when pandemic hit, we had to send everybody home. Right. And uh, it really worried us because our, our culture is very rich and it's something we work very hard at. Right. And so we said, what are we going to do? Because mm -hmm. we're not going to be there to be able to pat the person on the right. back or, or give them a hug or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we said, what do we do? What can we do virtually? Well, the neat thing about it is these tools that they've been giving us, like Microsoft Teams and stuff, they've given us some ways of doing that. We've got a, a, a virtual break room uh -huh. now, and then we've got other things. We've got game rooms, and people can do, and they get to know each other. If we can get to know each other personally, that gives a lot of trust. Right. And, they, and then you find that people will collaborate and they'll work together instead of working against each other. Absolutely. Well, one of the things too, the ability to hire people remote now is a huge advantage for having access to talent. Right. Yes. Whereas even 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, you were really <clears throat> held captive to the talent that was in your, your geographic region. Right. Well, now what's happened because of technology and in insurance carriers specifically and companies being more open to remote team members, it's gotten a lot easier to pull from talent pool pools across the country. But the trade-off for that is, is you don't get the attaboys. It's, right. it's harder to do that. It's right. harder to build that culture and that family atmosphere when you're not on top of each other every day. Yeah, growing up in the agency in California, my dad, Ron, who is just an amazing example, every single week he would break bread with the staff. At a staff meeting every single week, they'd have a staff lunch and they'd all get together around the table and break bread together and have that personal interaction. So creating that in today's workplace is kind of what we're trying to replicate. It just has to be done a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah, one of the meetings that we have every month is we have an anniversary meeting. Anytime that it's their anniversary month of uh, working at Hawksoft, they get to order from Grubhub or whoever their right. lunch and then we have lunch together on virtually on this virtual meeting. And, and, we, and we, we don't talk about work. Right. We talk about what's your favorite vacation? What's, mm. you know, what, what's your pet? What kind of pet do you have? All kinds of different things like that that just really personalize and I can get to know what you care about. Talk, talk a That's little great. bit about, and, we, and I see it on your shirt here. I don't think we covered this with the podcast we did. Talk about the Purple Cow experience. Explain explain the, the ethos behind the Purple Cow. You bet. Well, if you were going down the road and you saw a black and white cow, you wouldn't even remember that you saw a black and white cow because a black and white cow is just going to be there. Right. 
But if you were going around the road and you saw a purple and white cow, you would slam on the brakes, take out your camera, take a picture, and show it to your family and talk about it to everybody that you saw. Hey, I saw a purple and white cow. That's, it's so amazing. Right. Well, that's the kind of experience that we want to give, not just to our customers, but also to our employees. And in this room here, you'll see, we want to do it to our vendors, friends, too. Yeah. Sure. We want to give them that experience so that, in fact, that's why there's so many of them here this year. Last year, they went home, they went to other uh, uh, venues, and they talked about it. That Hawksoft one was really good right. because we got treated so exceptionally well. Right. And, and that's important. I mean, you know, Bradley and I have put on an event, the One City World Tour. Brent, thank you so much mm -hmm. for coming. Paul, thank you guys for having a booth there this year. But I think you and I, Bradley, can attest to the fact that we've spent more than just a little bit of time talking about the balancing act between, you know, you want to you wanna sell tickets, but you don't want them to be too expensive, but you want your vendors to be, you know, there, there's always a balancing act, uh, kind of a high wire act to have to, to play there. Well, the balancing act is, is it's very hard to not lose a ton of money when you're putting a conference on. Right. Very hard. And there's not, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of money in conferences. If you're, if and, you're Unless wondering. you're Tony Robbins or. Right. And you could charge $5,000 a ticket and get sure. 800 people to show up. But there's a balancing act of, you can't run it just on ticket sales. So you have your, you have to have enough vendors there that you can, you can kind of still have a good experience for the attendees right but you can't have so many vendors that the attendees feel like they're this a, is just a, a, a single 23 year old walking through a bar of other single people right, right right but then you have to charge enough to your vendors that it makes sense for you to put the conference on but you can't charge so much that the attendee count doesn't meet it's it's a whack-a-mole you're right. trying you know you, you solve one problem and another one pops up right. a couple of years ago i started serving on the hug planning committee and then the board and I had no idea how much this stuff costs when we started digging into it until you're in that role and I've heard people mostly in other conferences say man that ticket's so expensive and I've said it myself before then when you realize some of this like AV we were talking about yep. gets in the six figures for AV Dude. that's not even the facility that's not like yep. marketing that's not your I mean it's crazy I'll tell a funny AV story now that we're past our event so last year we kind of we kind of put the first year's One City World Tour together with duct tape. I mean, it was just, it was like, hey, we're going to be here. You know, the only interesting thing is we did it at the Denver Broncos Stadium, but we were in a room inside the stadium, right? Well, they wanted, uh, I think, $1,500 for AV. And that was for them to send their guy to run the AV. And I, and I told Andy Matheson, I was like, this is, yeah, that's too much. Like, well, and so I brought my AV guy from my office, I had a, a marketing guy at the office at the time, he, and he, he ran the AV, right? Fast forward to this year's event, bigger venue, bigger production, uh, we get a quote for $32,000. And when I say we worked our butts off to find one at $21,000, and it was a deal after we went through that gauntlet, and I called Andy after the event, I called Andy, I said, hey, in hindsight, the Denver Broncos wanting $1,500 wasn't that bad of a deal like we thought it was. But stuff like that, the catering, the food, I mean, it's, it's, you don't realize what goes into it right. until you've done it. Try paying for the coffee. The co Yes. I mean, it is 
astronomical price. I can't remember what she said. It was like $100 a gallon or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, right. I, think we spent, I think we spent like $1,500 on coffee this year for the, the whole event. Right. Brent, before we leave, and we're going to have to get off soon because I know Paul's probably getting pulled in 100 different directions today, and Bradley and I have got to get ready to do our breakout sessions, but... I always try to help these agents any way I can when we get on these podcasts to help them grow, get better. As we wrap this thing up today, talking about team building, I think we everybody sitting at this table can agree, you know, you got to hire great people, and then you got to figure out a way to make sure that they know and understand how much they're appreciated, and then how to keep them full, you know, there for 13 years, 14 years, 15 years. Any more advice that you would have for these agents out there relative to team building and anything they could do to make their team stronger through team building? You know, I think going back to my dad again, and this is something I learned from him was to care about the staff. And I don't know how many times he'd come home with a story about this person came into my office in tears about something. And it was, it's, it means a lot to me when some of my staff has that same experience right. of them just pouring their hearts out and actually caring about them. We were just talking about this actually in a team meeting, I think it was last week, where we were talking about clients, but it's the same thing with the teams. And I was saying, when you talk to your client, you can't tell a client, hey, I know you're going through the divorce, leave the divorce at the door. We're gonna talk about insurance now or whatever it is, whatever they're going through, health sure. issues or whatever. You know, loss of a loved one recently or something like that. And it's the same with your team. You got to realize these are humans and we're all, we spend a lot of time together right. in the office, a lot of time. And so having those family relationships, and I appreciate that about Hawksoft. In fact, when when we were smaller, we've been on Hawksoft since like, oh, six or something like that. Paul used to come into our office just to check on us and say hi. And I've been like, He'd say, what's on your mind? We'd be like, this printer driver's not working. He's like, let me sit down and fix your printer driver. Like, it had nothing to do with Hawksoft. But that kind of family feel is in Hawksoft. It's from my dad, from my brothers. And I think that's the biggest thing that we try and keep in mind is that we're all a family. We're all in it together. So for the low, low price of $39,999, Paul will fly to your office and fix your printer driver. <laughs> there you go. You know, to, to piggyback off what you just said, I, I was supposed to speak at the PIA of Arkansas last week, and I had a talk prepared. And as part of that talk, I, I was going to mention that as agency owners, we all think about, you know, Paul's client's pretty easy. It's us as agency owners, right? He, the, Hawksoft has a clear-cut customer out there. As agency owners, and you, you could say the same about Paul as well, customers that buy insurance from us are not our only customer, but I feel like our team our team is our, our, the yeah, agency owner's absolutely. customer too, right? Yep. We have a responsibility to our work family. And then I was going to add to that that kind of the third leg of that stool is if you have referral partners, well, now they're your customer too, and they're you know that you've got to stay front of mind to them and help them with their printer driver and do what you can to to keep them happy and and to build relationships with them. So, I think you're right. I think um, I was telling somebody yesterday, and I'll get into this in a later podcast, but you know I think one of my 
team members in my agency is about ready to take the jump to agency ownership. And I've tried to mentor them. And I was telling them yesterday, I said, don't ever forget that the people that work with you, you serve them, not the other way around. And sometimes I think it's easy to forget that. And I think the people that do forget that or have the mentality of, you know, these people work for me and they'll do what I say and da-da-da-da-da, that usually, that slippery slope kind of leads you down a path to where one day you're damn sitting in the office by yourself trying to write insurance, be an account manager and everything else. And I don't know, that's just the way I've always felt about it and uh, something I've always tried to pass on to other agency owners is because I do feel like my people and I know you Brent you do as well are, are, are my family you know and that's why when I started this podcast talking about a account manager leaving you know it hurts because you feel like one of your family members left yeah. you know and we've, we've all experienced that I'm sure Paul you've had people you loved that were part of Hawksoft that when they left you know it hurt your heart a little bit you know you, you're like oh man but I appreciate y'all being on today. Thank you so much, guys. As I end every podcast, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world. Build relationships. Treat your people like family. Love them up. Uh, understand that they're your customer, too, and you need to be there for them. It's just, uh, in my opinion, probably one of the most important things that agency owners can do. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, guys. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.